0: All right, here we are live from downtown Toronto. It's me, Hugh, and we've got uh, Evelyn Chow uh, joining us here again from, uh, well, PowerfulPresence.ca is the website, right, Evelyn? Yes, that's my business. And you're a communications strategist. Yes. So uh, I guess that's what we're going to be talking about, at least in part today, right? Yes, we are. And now we've got some slides. Do you want to just introduce this for us, uh, the whole talk that we're doing today? We're going to go through these slides, but do you want to maybe set it up a little bit for us?
1: Sure. I want to talk about words that make you sound authoritative because I know for a fact that sometimes um, young people, when they're fresh out of school, or uh, people who are brought up in a culture where um, they're not um, given positive reinforcements, sometimes they talk in a very tentative way. They might be very educated, but sometimes they tend to use words that I, I call weasel words.
0: Weasel words. Yeah, yeah. So oh. they
1: it, it weakens the message. Um, so today, we're going to start with the strong words. Yeah. And then uh, at the next Liquid Lunch show, we're going to talk about the the words that would make them look weak.
0: Okay, and great. And the words Good. to be avoided. Yes. So we're not going to get to those weasel words today.
1: No, suspense. <laughs> today,
0: we're doing the strong words. Yes. You have to wait till next time to find out what you're doing wrong. That's right. Okay, great. So... Um, now, are we going to just uh, chat as we go through the slides? Sure. We're yeah. Do? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Okay. So uh, next slide, please, Chris. So um, I just want to set the tone when we want to talk about work, so this is sort of like the work atmosphere, although did you know that 47% of the Canadian workforce work remotely this is a that much two thousand seventeen stat uh, it shocked me, um, maybe not full time, maybe you know maybe two days of the week they're working from home and they count everybody
0: okay yep. so well that's uh yeah, that's okay news <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's good
1: Yes, uh, next slide, please <clears throat> so um, so this this uh, is about. Power within our reach um, next please and I just want to say that there are three ways um, research shows that there are three ways to be authoritative in language and the first one is to drop the weak language next slide please and
0: next time we're going to find out what the weak language is yes
1: but I mean we'll talk a little bit about what not to do as right. well okay, um, and so We're about using powerful words, words that are firm and solid and direct, and that gives you um, this sense of power when you speak.
0: The authoritative language.
1: Authoritative language. Thank you. And the third way is to involve the senses, which may be a little surprising, but uh, research shows that when you use a lot of numbers and figures and data, It goes to the left brain of the audience, right. And if you use image-rich language, it goes to the right side, which is the right side of the brain to engage people.
0: Right. That's why they say tell a story. Yes. Or you know, tell a joke to start a speech. Right. Just to kind of kind of do that, right?
1: Yeah, it works wonders. Um, Now there are people who will say, I don't have any stories to tell, but. Most people have stories to tell. But really, um, if you use image-rich language, it's just as good as stories.
0: It's almost like you got to think. You bring the poet out in you.
1: Bring the right? poet out, yes. Yeah. yes. Instead of the dry facts, you bring the poet out. And people get engaged, and you might even notice they sit up higher, and they're more um, inclined to take up your message, to, to take action on your message. So um, here are some suggestions and some samples of what I mean. Um, while at a meeting or um, projecting into the future, you know, you're talking about the future and you don't have a firm plan, this is a very good and general way of saying, you know, I'm confident there's, this is a promising way forward. Instead of saying, mm, you know, let's see or, uh, you know, and using a lot of, you know, uh, hedging, kind of hedgy words.
0: Right. I'm confident this is a promising way forward. Right? You say that to your boss you when you're presenting your... your proposal at that meeting.
1: Yes, and it's very direct, and, and, and there's no hemming and hawing or making, uh, you know, like, if, ifs and ands and buts and, start, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, talking around it. And this is another one, uh, according to my analysis, because people like tangible facts. Do you mind so. if I
0: repeat these phrases just to practice as we're going along here? I don't. According to my analysis...
1: You're having fun with
0: this. I am having fun with You're this. You're having so much
1: fun. Okay. Make sure it's your analysis.
0: My analysis. Not your
1: assistant's analysis. No.
0: This is based on facts.
1: <laughs> Nothing but facts. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. And where there's uncertainty... Um, Next slide, please.
0: Wait, what does that mean, though?
1: Well, I'm just kind of prefacing this. Oh, I see. You know, uh, at this point... In other
0: words, if there's some uncertainty in the meeting, you want to use a phrase like the one we're just about to talk about.
1: That's right. So you didn't miss out on saying that phrase, but you can say this phrase.
0: Okay, good. So there's some uncertainty in the room about the plan, and I'm going to say at this point, we think this is the best way forward. However there are other options to consider.
1: Right, that means that you are a very fair and democratic kind of guy. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, instead of saying, you know, I'm no expert on this, and a lot of people preface their phrase by saying, um, I'm not sure about this, but.
0: Right, are those weasel words? So um, you call weasel yes, words? Yes,
1: those would be weasel words. Right, so you're, you're
0: already undermining your own argument. Right on. By, 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 by letting people know that you don't know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, and the subtext is don't listen to what I'm saying. Right. Right, people would tune out. So when yeah. you make it strong.
0: Here's how I see here's it. Here's
1: how I see it, yeah. Right? Yeah, it's just my opinion. Not just my opinion. It's my opinion. It's my opinion opinion based on my
0: analysis.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Okay. So um, here are some handy ones that you can kind of um, put in your back pocket, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, I'd like to point out this important aspect. You say it. I'd like to
0: point out this important aspect. You say it
1: so much better.
0: Well, because I've got analysis to back it up, Evelyn.
1: Yes you got the power.
0: So well, this is good because you can inject this phrase at any point in the conversation, Yeah. right? Yeah. You can say this at any point. Maybe it's going off in a direction that you think is not the best for everyone involved, and you can say, I'd like to point this important aspect. So you're saying, this is important.
1: Yeah, actually, this is really um, relevant because a lot of people say to me that sometimes – the more vocal people in their team would take up a lot of time and space. And they they have something valuable to say. They don't know how to inject themselves into it. Mm -hmm. So so that would be handy. And I propose.
0: I propose. You're not saying, um, you're not saying, um, hey, wait a minute, guys. Wait a sec. What about this? No, you're saying, I propose.
1: Absolutely right. And...
0: I urge you to.
1: See how strong it sounds? It's very strong. Yeah, I urge you to.
0: Yeah, urge is a strong word, isn't it? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: Um, Yeah, you sound like you mean business.
0: The facts on this are, here's the facts. If you're ignoring the facts, Mm -hmm. then you could be getting yourself into trouble. That's right. I like this one. You like that one, My recommendation is...
1: Take it or leave it.
0: Yeah? No. Yeah. I love it. Suffer the consequences.
1: Yeah. And let's finally, look at the
0: numbers. I yes. love that one.
1: People trust numbers. As long as they're well researched and relevant, they they like to have the the solidness of numbers.
0: Measurability, right?
1: Measurability. Yep. So um, I just wanted to say that a lot of these expressions invite, their audience, invite your audience to check out the facts and, and things like that. But then there's an equally powerful way to engage them, mm-hmm. which is what we just discussed, using stories and images and words that involve the five senses. Taste, touch, smell, uh, hearing, right?
0: That's another one.
1: That's another one, yes. Uh, uh,
0: eyesight, visual... Sight. Yes. Auditory. Yes. Olfactory. Olfactory.
1: You flatten your nose. Did I? Yeah. Okay. This way? (laughs) 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 Right. Yes. It brings people's attention back if they're wandering, if their minds are wandering, thinking, you know, what am I going to have for lunch? Um, You bring them back with a relevant story uh, a personal anecdote and you're actually creating a fertile ground for them to receive your message mm-hmm. so there are little pockets that you can create leading to your final point
0: right it, now it's it's i mean and these are really critical skills when it comes to um I would say the business world, or really for anyone who's really trying to do something, whatever it is, yeah. whether they're an artist or whether they're, a, you know, cultural entrepreneur or just a business person, right. you know, to be able to communicate effectively, to be able to get your message across, whatever it is. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, these are, um, I mean, f- you know, some people do these things naturally, right? and other people, people do. Um, have to work at it. Yeah. And I think we're we're well for people who and I think the people who are watching this probably in many cases know uh, which side of that equation they're on, right?
1: Yeah. Plus they may know a few people that or who might need a bit of a boost in that area.
0: You know, yeah. Yeah, and it's more. There's more to it. I mean, I know you're gonna be coming back, and we're gonna be having a series of these conversations about different aspects of the whole about this powerful presence and communications. Um, um, but um, and this is only one aspect of it, right? There's a lot aspect. of other aspects yeah. to uh, effective, powerful communications
1: That's right, and eye contact is one of them. Uh, body language
0: no I'm thinking of that song you know that song body language
1: oh, oh remind me
0: oh it's by Queen okay don't you know that body language body language
1: does it, does it actually give a tip or two about body language or are they just repeating body language
0: mm-hmm. uh, I'll have to go we'll listen after the interview we'll go listen to it okay. sounds good yeah okay um Yeah, there's body language and eye contact. Mm -hmm. And there's other things. There's the the way you use your voice too. Because some people are are quiet Mm -hmm. and they're afraid to speak up. Right. And I'm almost thinking that, you know, use use some of these phrases we talked about here today. But if you're not, if you're still quiet, you're not speaking up, it's going to be difficult to. And some people are probably looking at that going, I don't feel confident enough to even say that. Right. Right. So uh-huh. it's really a question of, I guess, training the brain a little bit, T- training the...
1: Yeah, yeah, the mind, the mindset, right? Yeah. Um, some people say you could record yourself, um, record yourself reading a passage or record yourself on the phone. And go from easy to hard. For example, if you're just talking to your mom, mm-hmm. record it. Mm-hmm. And then if you're talking to a friend and you have a thorny issue to bring up, then record it. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Yeah, I think I think that uh, most people are uncomfortable with hearing their own voice. I know that I am, but it it just takes a few times and you're totally used to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so now. Now this is what you help people with, right? A powerful presence.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Now and so what we uh, now you gave me this worksheet, right? Are we telling people about this worksheet? Yeah, well, let's can... tell
1: people about the worksheet. So
0: yeah, first of all, tell me about about it. Because, well, uh, I just
1: felt that um, words just fly by, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, if the listener is interested in taking a few notes or something like that. They may or may not be able to catch it, but this is um, even deeper. Uh, It helps people think about their own issues um, and what actions they're going to take to overcome it. Let's say they have a big presentation coming up in a few months. Uh, What are they going to do to make sure that they're in tip-top shape um, and present in a powerful and confident way?
0: So this is maybe a a first step, I'm thinking, maybe, for people out there that really want to get their um, communications, their presence powerful, that this might be a great starting point because they can go through here. It's almost like a checklist. You know, where am I having issues? Yeah. Is that right?
1: Yes, that's right. Or even a reminder if they're already halfway there, they could say, oh, I didn't think about that. So they could actually add a tool um, onto their arsenal.
0: Or maybe they think they're already there 100% but they won't find out unless they get this worksheet if maybe they're missing a thing or two. Maybe. And they can improve even more than, uh, you know, they, they think they're perfect, but maybe they're not.
1: That's possible.
0: <laughs> now, what are we going to do? Uh, what did you want to say about this? Is this something we're, we're how do you want
1: to? We can read it out loud. We talk right about, now? yes, there are eight items. Are we doing this questions? today? Do we have time?
0: Uh, yeah, we do. Um, did you want to do it today, or did you want to do it I do want
1: time? to do it today.
0: Okay, good. All right, let's do it. Okay. Uh, so should we go through them one by one? Sure. All right. Okay, here we go. Number one. Uh, okay, Tesla's over there. Yeah, she... Uh, so uh, what are the limiting thoughts you are having about being a great speaker? How long have you been having these thoughts?
1: So do you have any limiting thoughts? I'll put money on no.
0: Uh, <laughs> about being a speaker. This is like somebody who's getting in front of a, an audience. And
1: yeah, big or small, it could be uh, a pitch. You Can know. I tell you a story? Yeah, please.
0: Okay, so, um, you know, a uh, couple times. Okay, okay, yeah, so here on the show, it's pretty easy to kind of just. And sometimes here we have events and I get up and I just do a little brief intro and I don't think about it too much. No. Right? Mm-hmm. But I'm in a comfortable environment. Yeah. It's, it's, this is like home for me, right? Of course. But so one time, uh, and I've tried to do stand up comedy a couple times.
1: That's impressive.
0: Well, probably not if you saw the act, but because uh, I got up and I didn't prepare anything. I thought, because sometimes you can, like here on the show, we can just make stuff up or you just get, yeah. but there's no pressure. Yeah. like there's no pressure so it's easy without pressure to go up and just do something that's okay anyways uh, I did the stand up comedy it didn't work out I was doing it with someone mm-hmm. and they were different than they were not in front of the mic so the pressure yeah. got to them uh-huh. that's the thing that pressure can get to you and I had to do a I had to emcee uh, an event with with others with stand up comics like really good professional stand up comics and I got uh, called in as a last minute uh, MC mm-hmm. and I thought oh should be no problem I'll just get up there and do what I do here and it, but what happened was like the pressure got to me like the, you know all of a sudden I was just about to go up there and the pressure just killed me right so that's one thing that uh, that's definitely one thing it's And I know some other people that are super funny people, and they're professional comics by training. Like They actually went to – that was their career path. And they're so funny at a party, but they go up. If they get in front of a crowd, the pressure all of a sudden, all their spontaneity kind of evaporates. Yeah. Right? So that's – I would say pressure.
1: Would the pressure come from um, the fact that there's a vast crowd out there or because of the caliber of the people who are sharing the speech with you? in this
0: particular instance, it was a bit of both. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's very impressive that you actually did that.
0: Yeah, well, it was the worst night of my life.
1: (laughs) I think being a stand-up comic has to be one of the toughest jobs in the world. Maybe next to a figure skater because once these guys – Fall on the ice. They have to pick themselves up so fast and as if nothing's happened, yeah. right? And they have to be elegant about it and keep the beat.
0: But what are the chances of everyone having closed their eyes at that moment? <laughs>
1: Never thought Pretty of of
0: that. low. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were yawning or coughing. <laughs> Oops! We didn't see that. Uh, yeah. What happened? No. Don't. Yeah. Well, I'm a long way from uh, being a professional. Uh, skating person. Okay, so we're going through these quickly, right, Evelyn? Yeah. Okay. What are the feelings you have about being in front of a group?
1: So when the person asks themselves that, um, they might write down something quantifiable and then if they want to take action on it, then they have all these items, all these boxes to check.
0: Yeah. Which is I mean, that, that's a beginning. Then you have to figure out how to address all those things, right? Right. What are the actions you're t- taking about the situation? Well, that's what we were saying. Yeah. Right?
1: So they might decide to um, do some deep breathing before going on stage because breath really anchors a person, right? And it supports
0: their... Uh, we were just talking about that with our previous guest, too, yeah. about the, the importance of breathing. The other technique, of course, is to imagine everyone out in the audience sitting there in their underwear. Right. Did you hear about that one?
1: I have. I have. <laughs> but there are so many choices we have, you know? I know. Yeah.
0: I know. It doesn't really work. Well, it might. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being very positive, where would you rate your attitude towards a situation today?
1: So um, let's say a person is sort of comfortable going in front of a, a group but they could actually up their comfort level so it becomes actually an enjoyable occasion because life's too short, right? You don't want to be gritting your teeth and shaking your boots. Right. Um, if that is part of your job, if that's, you know, you have to go into meetings and present.
0: You want to be having fun. You have, yes. Of course, that's... <laughs> we can shift our mindset for the better. What actions could you take so you are to have a more productive experience? See, and this is something you're going to help people with, right? All these things. I would
1: love them. to, yeah, because that, yeah, there's so many things you can do. And and um, my goal is to help people have more fun when they're in front of a group. Right. Yes. And it so can be a lot of fun. It could be a lot of fun.
0: Because, and it, because you could be there helping everyone have fun.
1: Yeah. One day I was browsing at a bookstore, and I saw a book written by um, – the rich dad, poor dad guy, Kiyosaki. Oh yeah. Is that how I, how you say it? Yeah, guy. And uh, I opened up to a page, and it had, you know, the right things that I was like looking for. I actually wasn't looking for it, but it, it sort of uh, those are tips that I could use. And he said, go to a venue early and own the place. Walk around the empty room and just get used to it. Maybe stand in front of the podium and make gestures and pretend you're talking. And also, when people start to come in, you make friends with them mm. so that you have a few friendly faces smiling at you. Right. Um, and then you would make eye contact with these people and then have this positive feeling, which would multiply when more and more people are looking at you.
0: See, that's gold right there. Thank you. Yeah. What beliefs can you remove from your mind that would help shift your mindset to a more positive state? Yeah. What new input can you add to create the ideal picture of your situation?
1: Yeah, so I believe that when you want to change a situation, you take away the bad and then you put in the good. Um, so the bad in this case is um, a mindset that says I'm not good enough or I hate my voice or I hate the way I look whatever right Um, all these could could kind of add to or subtract from the experience you're gonna have when you're actually doing your presentation so these things can be worked at um, beforehand the changing of the mindset. Um, There are meditations you can do. There are books you can read, tips. And you talk to a good friend Mm -hmm. and ask for feedback. And the friend will say, I actually love your voice. Mm
0: -hmm. That sort of thing, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and uh, once the negative mindset is out of the way, then you put in something good. Uh, And I do that by visualizing. Did I tell you that... When I first started coaching was working with athletes.
0: Uh, no. Well, no.
1: I was. And, and they all have a lot of worries. The main worry is that they don't win, right? They will go home with the silver, which is not winning to them. Right. Um, know. Everybody wants the gold, but, you know, even though you put out 100%, not everybody can go home with the gold. Yeah. So they have to work ahead of time to um, alleviate the jitters and the, the anxieties. Yeah. So visualizing is very helpful. So they close their eyes and, you know, center themselves and actually see the ball going into the net or, you know, the routine going well.
0: Yeah, they proved that uh, with with a different psychocybernetics. Do you know about that?
1: I have heard of it, but um, I'm sure there are overlaps. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a, that's exactly what you're talking about. There. Okay. Uh, what new, oh, taking a moment to imagine the situation differently, imagine you using your five senses while breathing deeply. There we go with the five senses again, right? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, how important is this new scenario to your success? What is that? What do you mean scenario there? Like um,
1: Being able to visualize everything going well with your presentation or your negotiation.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, just kind of put that. Piece of a puzzle into the the whole picture.
0: Okay. Finally, describe uh, the thoughts and feelings you experienced when you were visioning. Can you transfer these thoughts and feelings to other areas of life? So this is an excellent uh, starting point for people who are really wanting to um, uh, to uh, magnify their presence in all, uh, all sorts of situations, right? Business. Uh, really, it could even apply in social situations, right? It could. Um, And what else did you want to bring to us today, Evelyn? Was there anything else you wanted to uh, let people know about?
1: Um, I just want to let people know that nothing is written in stone, so if you're struggling with an issue, um, everything can be changed. Because our mindset is what we created in the first place. And you're also, you have the power to reset it or recreate it. Mm
0: -hmm. So, um, of course, the website is Powerful Presence. Uh, Is it .com or .ca? .ca. .ca. And um, you're going to be back. And we're going to be doing these on a regular basis.
1: I'm going to be back next month.
0: And bringing new insights for people who, um, who want to improve their presence.
1: Yes, I hope so.
0: And um, now, in the meantime, what are you recommending? That people get their hands on the worksheet here?
1: Um, people can, do they write into thatchannel.com?
0: Well, they could, or they could contact you directly. They could, I they suppose. could email me yeah.
1: at powerfulpresence uh, at bell.net.
0: Okay, powerful presence at Bell. Bell.net. And do you know what our topic next month is going to be?
1: We're going to talk about those weasel words that oh, we yeah, want to kick to the curb.
0: Yeah, but I liked it today. I like practicing those powerful phrases today.
1: Oh, you're so at, sweet. Well, you I don't mean, need them.
0: Well, no, but it's good. I mean, it actually feels—it feels powerful to be using those words, those Seriously. powerful phrases. So, uh, thanks for uh, wonderful for bringing those here.
1: It's great talking to you yeah you too take care
0: okay so uh, there's Evelyn Chow and um, we're going to take a little break meanwhile check out her website powerfulpresence.ca and um, we're going to we're going to have another guest now uh, via Skype we have a Carolyn Tingling coming and, and I don't know if you want Evelyn you can uh, maybe stick around and participate
1: what's she talking about I don't know Interesting. I should know but
0: I don't but we'll find out so no pressure But we'll be back after this in a couple of minutes, thatchannel.com. If you love football, yelling at television screens with friends and wearing clothing with someone else's name on it, there's a seat waiting for you at Buffalo Wild Wings where you can enjoy football food and football beverages on our new $5 game day menu. Cheeseburger and fries, brats, cocktails, and pitchers of beer are just $5 each. Escape to football and the new $5 game day menu at Buffalo Wild Wings. Price and participation vary by location, not valid with any other offer. Please drink responsibly.